0: You're listening to A Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com.
1: If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, well, there's nothing you can't last
2: on the Savage Love Cast. Last week, I made a confession that we were taping a bunch of shows well in advance, uh, because of summer vacations tech savvy at risk youth have to go away uh to burning man and other bullshit like that uh and coachella and strange music festivals where they eat a lot of magic mushrooms and have sex in the mud and i have to go away with my family and do wholesome appropriate things uh with my family so we record a bunch of shows and match which means uh, everyone's been talking for weeks now about chastity bono or chaz bono as he's known now the uh formerly the daughter of Cher and Sonny Bono, is transitioning from female to male, is now male-identified. And the celeb gossip site TMZ broke the news and they quoted a spokesperson for Chaz Bono who said, yes, it's true. Chaz, after many years of consideration, has made the courageous decision to honor his true identity. That's great. I think that's awesome. If Chaz has always been male and is only now embracing his true identity and transitioning uh, legally, From female to male, hundred percent of my support. But I just want to point out, without like everyone calling me calling me an asshole, this doesn't happen to my gay friends. Not that Chaz Bono is a friend of mine, but you know, I had five really good lesbian friends when I moved to Seattle. Uh, Two of them are men now, and three of them are with men now. There's a fluidity to female sexuality that gets you in trouble when you talk about it because people think you're comparing female sexuality in an unflattering way to male sexuality is if male sexuality is the standard by which we should judge female sexuality. I don't believe that it is. I think the fluidity of female sexuality is a difference and a superpower, which is not to say that male sexuality and men don't have their own sexual superpowers. <laughs> we do. But again, like I've known shitloads of gay men over the long and sorted course of my life. And none of them are women now. And so many of my lesbian friends, are dudes now, which says something, I think, fundamental about female sexuality and female sexual identity and also something about lesbianism, one of the things that differentiates lesbianism from male homosexuality. There's all sorts of evidence that there's you know big difference, including the fact that there are twice as many gay-identified men as there are lesbian-identified women. So it's not just like cosmic coin flips and some of us are lesbians and some of us are gay and most of us are straight. There's something else at work. Uh, genetically, biologically, hormonally, about lesbianism and the way it works and functions uh, and and female sexuality and the way it works and functions. Different than male sexuality, not better than, not lesser than, not greater than, just fucking different. But you know what? Congrats to Chaz Bono. If this is what's going to make him happy, if he's happier, if this is who he is, I'm 100% in his corner. This episode is brought to you by adamandeve.com where you can find over 18,000 adult entertainment products for every lifestyle. To receive 50% off most any item, plus three adult DVDs, plus an extra gift, plus free shipping, visit AdamandEve.com and enter SAVAGE at checkout.
3: I have one question for you. In my high school I go to, there's a lot of kids who, like, they say they're bisexual and they identify as bisexual, but it seems to me like it's more of an attention grab because, well they don't really seem to act on it like maybe once they're drunk or whatever and they make out with another guy or another girl or have some weird awkward date thing with another girl but is that is that possible that it could be using that as an attention grab and like have you seen this happen or is this a new thing that's you know possibly a symbol of more kids turning to accept homosexuality and you know I don't know it just seems weird and backwards to me because Also, there's lots of homophobia and, like, hate and stuff going around the school. But these kids still, they seem to want that, you know, want to be seen like that, maybe for attention or whatever.
2: People have been talking about uh, young people in high schools identifying as bi and the, the, the bisexual fad for 30 years. I've been hearing about this all my adult life since I first became aware uh, uh, of human sexual difference. And some people weren't straight. My entire life people have been talking about this. When I was in high school 10,000 years ago, people were talking about these bi cliques and you know how hip it was to be bi. Um, is there something to it? Yeah, there's something to it. You say there's a lot of homophobes at your school saying you're bi even if you're not and i would i assure you that many of the kids who are identifying and bi in your high school probably not bisexual and will not be bi identified as adults what they're saying to all the homophobes is fuck you just cuz i'm straight doesn't mean i'm par- i'm down with your homophobia or down with your hatred it's a way it, it's a tribal marker and it's a and, and like most tribal markers it requires the paying of a price socially For entrance to this this clique, this group that identifies as more sexually progressive and more liberal and more open and rejects the presumptive homophobia that the straight kids insist is a marker of heterosexuality or or straightness. And they say, you know what, Not not down with your straight bigotry, you know what, not even straight. And as they get older and meet more straight people who aren't raving straight anti-gay bigots, they'll realize they don't have to reject heterosexual identity necessarily to reject homophobia. And a lot of these kids will – I don't want to say come to their senses, but they'll start being really honest about who they are and realize that they're not really truly bi or bi-identified, although some of them probably are. What they are is – Comfortable enough with their sexualities that they're not threatened by, you know, a drunken makeout session with a member of their own sex. But that don't make you buy necessarily because I had drunken makeout sessions with opposite sex uh, partners when I was already out and gay. It didn't make me buy or straight or anything. It just made me not a paranoid psycho gay guy. And these kids will realize one day that they can be not paranoid psychos, straight identified kids and still be comfortable with their sexualities. And people won't, as happens now probably in your high school, people won't lump the, them in with straight bigots if they are openly straight and as most of them ultimately one day will be again
4: Hi Dan, this is um, my name is Jake and I'm 33 year old male, uh, I live alone um, a couple of years ago I was in a relationship with a woman who's significantly younger than me she's 21 now um, unfortunately I was not aware of the campsite rule and I broke it and she was pregnant uh, she was not able to um stay with me. I wanted us to work it out and try to be a family, but she wasn 't willing it 's been uh, my baby boy's now a year old um, My question is is that uh, I feel like that it would be better for my son if he were to come live with me and he well he lives with his mom he spends the weekends with me she um She is not abusive, or she doesn't neglect him. I don't think she's on drugs. She's not an alcoholic, but she's made some pretty poor decisions. She um, has been evicted from her place twice this year. She's lived in a hotel room for several months. She's really bad with money. Her car's been impounded. She has no education. Uh, Like I said, I live alone. Um, Yeah, uh, my A few of the issues are that, you know, I don't have a whole lot of support here. My family lives uh, a significant distance away. So, um, and also, I don't really have the resources to afford a long legal battle, and I haven't acted yet also because I'm afraid of, um, you know, the rift that might be created between us. But I do really believe, and my family believes, that he would be better with me, and I'm curious on what your opinion is. Thank you.
2: I don't know what to believe. Maybe the kid would be better off with you. Maybe the kid's better off with her. Uh, I'm only hearing your side of the story. Uh, From what you present, sounds like the kid would be better off with you. Sounds like you're more mature and in a better place and stable, and she's not. Uh, But, you know, if you're not willing to get a lawyer and pay for a lawyer and take her to court, uh, there's really no way for you to get custody from her unless she agrees to it. So you could go to her and say – Look at your life, look at the way you're living. Let me take care of him full time. Maybe she'd say yes. Maybe she's just aching for you to ask her that question. If you ask her that question and she says no and continues to sort of stumble around through life dragging this kid with her uh through all these stressful uh incidents, then you're going to have to sue. You say your family believes in you and they're behind you and but they're you know they're not nearby. Well, money wires. They can't wire themselves to town, but they can send you the money. If they believe that this kid should be with you, you say you don't have the resources to get a lawyer. Well, does your family have the resources to pay for a lawyer for you to go after this kid? And then you should, if you get custody, pull up stakes and move to where your family is with your son so long as you have the court's permission.
5: Hi, Dan. I'm I'm a uh, 23-year-old straight with a lot of by-leaning male, and I'm dating a... uh, other bi girl, and have been dating each other for a while. It's great. And the reason why I mentioned that she's bi is because she's always been more so into uh, girls, and I've been the first guy that she's been into more so than girls. And part of the thing is, is that she is been getting into like, gender role play and me going along with that, and I love it. It's fucking great. It's awesome. And I wish we could do it all the time. Now, the only thing is, though, is that this has made me want to be able to indulge that more feminine the inside of myself. And I've been like wearing her pants out and stuff like that when we go out. Well, the problem is, is that I would like to be able to do this in my day-to-day life and not just on special occasion. Only well, problem is, is that it's hard to do so in my workplace. It's fairly straight laced and I, I want to, but I can't. And then I don't want to also make my work in an the office. And then I don't want to weird out my friends who haven't seen that, sides, so to speak. I'm not saying like I want to go dress in full gown like a drag queen, but stuff like you know, wearing her shirts, wearing her pants, uh, or, or getting my own girls' clothing to wear. It's you know, I, I feel more comfortable. And, like, I like to do that more than wear my regular stuff on day to day. And I don't know if that's... I know it's not necessarily normal, but that's not necessarily bad, but I don't know how I should deal with that or react to that, because like I said, I enjoy it and I'd like to do it more, but I don't know how to do that without... Um, weirding out my existing friends or people that I'm just casually meeting or, like I said, people in the to workplace too since I'm there all the time.
2: Be a professional at work, which means no, like, gender play. You can't whip a little gender play uh, onto your coworkers. It's not the same thing as say, you know, I'm not... Please, the, the trannies don't call and start yelling at me. If you were transitioning from male to female, if it was about your identity in a shift, then uh, of course you should be able to take that to work and they should react to that in a professional manner. But what if, you're do- if what you're doing is gender play if this is about you and your boners then that's not appropriate to a work setting necessarily so i would encourage you to be professional at work as for your friends uh, make new friends you can find friends out there who are down with cross-dressing and you know go to clubs where people uh do gender fuck stuff there's a gender fuck community wherever you are go find those people and hang with them and you know risk Blowing your friends' minds. You're young and you can go to them and say, yeah, we totally get freaky and sometimes she wears my clothes and I wear her clothes and today I'm wearing her pants and it's kind of freaky. And let them have a laugh, perhaps a little at your expense and have a sense of humor about it. And if you just bluster through that one moment of awkwardness, it's over and it's done and it will just become part of who you are and your friends will accept it or they'll bolt. Either way, you win. As for new people you might meet, if this is just a part of you, this is part of your you know blue plate combo platter special that you sometimes dress up in lady clothes or wear your girlfriend's clothes, you're, the new people in your life will just accept that uh, as part and parcel of you if it's part and parcel of you from the moment they meet you. So I would encourage you to uh, just blow people's minds, lay it on them and live it. Live the dream. Looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. There's more. You'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free extra gift plus free shipping on your entire order. Check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. That's adamandeve.com and enter savage at checkout
0: hi Dan my question is this how does one learn to accept their sexuality when they are afraid that no one else will Um, I'm a black 25 year old university educated young man uh, who was raised in an extremely religious conservative home my mother's a minister my father's a deacon and um, went to a small little black church in North Carolina Uh, and I'm gay and although I've never come out to them, my family members, they pretty much know that I've always been slightly inseminate. Um, and my, my mother has caught porn on my computer before, and she's even found a love letter from my boyfriend. However, uh, denial is the operative word in my family uh, when it comes to sexuality, and especially homosexuality. But here's the problem. The, the many years of religious homophobic talk that my my home... Uh, that's been in my home has actually began to sink in now. Um, I'm I'm actually struggling with issues of self-acceptance. I don't really believe in God, so I'm not really into the hell damnation and everything, but uh, there is a part of me that wishes that I was straight, and I feel abnormal because it's been sinking in for so many years. I want to be a happy, confident, well-adjusted, proud gay man who uh, gets married and has a partner and a beautiful kid or two, like yourself. but I'm just not, I'm not, I have the problem accepting myself. So, um, again, how does one learn to accept their sexuality when they're afraid that no one else will when they're in this small, you know, southern town? I mean, should I leave? Um, should I come out to my parents? I'm still in my parents' home right now because I just graduated from college. What, what, what do I do?
2: Joining me on the phone to... Uh tackle your question is Pam Spaulding of PamsHouseBlend.com, also a writer for Pandagon and one of the top LGBT bloggers in the country. Hey, Pam. Hi, Pam. Uh, also African-American, out lesbian. And I, while well, I thought I might be able to handle this question myself because uh, my mother was a minister and my dad uh, was a Catholic deacon, I thought I would uh, bring you in on the conversation.
1: It was a very complex question. There are a lot of issues there. Where do you see the first issue? What's the biggest for him? Well, I think that one is I have lots of questions. I wish I wish he were on the phone to be able to talk to him. Um, being in a small town is one aspect, a small southern town is one thing. Having religious parents is another. Um, one thing I can say, safely say is his parents know. I mean, obviously they know, and
2: it's a matter of denial, and whether he wants to even broach the conversation. Um, Denial or emotional blackmail, which is we know and you know we know, and but our love is conditional, and you never telling anybody else because that would embarrass and humiliate us.
1: Right, and and the issue for him is, does he feel that it's safe to even have this this discussion? Is he in a place where he can live on his own? Because he, you know, that's the risk that people have. The first hurdle people have to deal with.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, is that coming out might require you to sever ties or at right. away.
1: That's right. And for um, many, um, you know, black people who are in a religious um, family, and like he is, and even worse, that he's in a small town, is he willing to give up the social network that he does have? Um, because it's not a guarantee that he will be accepted in any openly gay community, the larger community that's predominantly white. Um, I think that that's a real fear for many um, people of color. Uh, coming out, and since he's in a small town, it would be interesting to know: does he know anyone else who's gay? He seems to sound very alone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that—that's tough on anyone.
2: He you know? also hits again and again this desire on his part to be happy and well-adjusted, mm-hmm. to have a relationship, to marry, to have children. And none of that's possible, A, in the closet, or B, in a small town. You know, there's a reason so many of us are refugees uh, and pilgrims in, uh, in our own country, because we have to leave the small towns and places we were born in, black or white often, and go to bigger places where there are just more of us. That's true. That's true. And and um, I, I
1: thought I caught he's in North Carolina. I'd be interested to know where he is in North Carolina. I mean, it's not as if... The entire state is inhospitable to gays. I mean, he could go to any of the larger city centers in the in in the states, at Charlotte or the Triad area or the Triangle area, and start to develop a social life. I mean, outside of developing any kind of relationships, because he needs to be able to speak to people. And that, you know, while the online world offers you an opportunity to you know, come out of the closet in small ways is certainly not the same as face-to-face um, struggles with people who are dealing with coming out.
2: Are there any resources out there you could point them at for African Americans who are coming out of the closet and don't have particularly helpful Well, the thing family? is, we have black prides here to go to, but, you
1: know, is he comfortable being out in public among other gay people? You know, there's a certain level of self-acceptance to even go that far.
2: We well, had a boyfriend. Yes, yeah, but so. how, how closeted
1: was that relationship? Did they ever go anywhere? Um, he seems so uncomfortable um, with this issue of self-acceptance.
2: And, well, it seems uh, mostly like he's just afraid of losing the love and support of his family, that the stakes for him seem really high. But he has to risk that, or he can't be the other thing that he wants, which is happy and healthy and well-adjusted.
1: Right, right. And, and that's, that's the struggle, and that's the, the ultimate decision. He is not going to live with his parents forever. So I would hope not if he wants to be a healthy, happy, uh, gay man. uh, So he has to decide, uh, is that love conditional or not? I mean, you're from a very, the background that he probably can identify with strongly.
2: Well, you know, in my situation, it was presented to me as conditional, and then I called their bluff and said, you know, uh-huh. uh, accept me or fuck off. I'm never going to see you ever again. And they flipped. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he could do that, but he can only do that from, a, like you said earlier, a position of strength. Can he stand on his own two feet? Does he have to live at home? He has to strike right. out on his own. Are there places in the states that are better for African Americans, gay communities that are better and more accepting, that have larger African American populations that are gay?
1: Well, I here have not been to experience it, but Atlanta has a huge uh, a gay population, black gay population. The one thing that is an oddity about um, about black communities and communities of color generally that are out there's a lot of social being out socially, mm-hmm. but closeted professionally, mm-hmm. um, and that's a huge problem because visibility is key to you know being accepted. That to help to try to um, there's black homophobes who just think that it's, this is a gay, white disease kind of issue. Um, and I'm concerned that he won't find communities of
2: color who are out, fully out. Um, won't and, find them because they don't exist or won't find them because they'll stop looking?
1: Well, I, I think that he, he has to make some choices about how out does he want to be. And he needs to speak with people who are struggling with it and people who are already out. And so you can't do that in a small town. He's got to go somewhere
2: larger. Is there a place he can do that online, get his feet wet? Oh, there are plenty of
1: places you can go out online and talk, and talk about that, but has he done that? I mean, it sounds like his, he's obviously surfed gay porn sites if his mother <laughs> found it, but that's not really social networking of the type he needs right. um, for emotional support because that's the key. He has to have if he's got online friends who can be supportive enough to, to help him get to the point of coming out to his parents, because I really think his life is not going to start until he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that. For me, I mean, I don't know what you think about that, but I think he's, he's got to start there first.
2: Because, I agree. I think coming out to parents is the most important.
1: Yeah, because it sounds like he hasn't he hasn't um, accepted the, the hell and damnation thing. He, he said that explicitly, but that's not a problem. But it is the social... Um, the the love and support that I think he is really insecure about and and I think I think it is entirely possible his parents will not reject him. Does have not yet? And they, they, they haven't yet murder, no. No. I but you know if they had even had the ten if obviously he's been effeminate in front of them. He's they they know that things have happened. He's had a boyfriend. They haven't kicked him out yet. They could have. Mhm but they haven't. So it's a don't ask, don't tell situation right now, and I think he's just afraid to do the tell.
2: Okay, well thanks very much Pam for joining us. Pam Spaulding, com, Top LGBT blog in the country. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
6: Hi Dan. I'm calling because I'm in a really sticky situation. I am an actor and I met my ex-boyfriend while acting in a production uh, a little- over a year ago, and we got together, and we, I fell madly in love with him, and he didn't feel quite the same about me, and I moved to be with him, and it, we broke up, and I moved out of the city, moved on to do some other work, and I just felt like, okay, I'll never have to deal with this person again. I'm completely heartbroken. and just devastated, but I figured, you know, it's fine. I'm moving to a different city. It'll be totally Okay. Until we were cast opposite of each other in a new production in which we play lovers and we're both out of our respective cities and living in the same building and it's torturing me and I don't know how to get past it because I'm still in love with him and he says he doesn't want to be with me and every day I have to wake up and go to rehearsal and pretend to be his uh, lover so I was wondering if you had any advice for getting over somebody or making yourself realize that you will never be able to be with someone.
2: You could have him killed. I suppose you could, you know, like summer stock, mystery murder. You could have a sandbag drop on his head or a light, a lighting rack, fall on him and kill him. Um, or you could do some sort of immersion aversion therapy. You could ask him, to let you watch him take a shit or something where then you will associate him with all those horrible sounds and smells or you could just pussy up toughen up pussy up pussies are strong and woman your way through this there's really no other option you can't you can't really have him killed he's probably not going to let you take a shit it's going to suck and it's going to hurt and deal or quit say i can't handle this fucking bullshit but you know no actor is going to walk away from a decent job so suffer and if you're willing to be totally abject you can say fuck buddies during this production doesn't mean you have to be with me but i can't get through this like pretending to be your lover if i'm not fucking you so let's just be lovers while we're in this show and then you can fucking break my heart all over again and i'll pour it into my heart good luck
7: hi dan my name is chris and i'm calling from florida I was calling because uh, I was surfing i was on a, I was on the computer the other day, and we have a family computer, so there's several accounts. My little brother, uh, who is currently thirteen, left his account open, and as i'm technically designated uh, with dealing with any kind of computer issues, I went on his account. he had gone to a few uh, uh portal websites. Now, my problem is that you know yeah he's thirteen he's going to be looking at all kinds of uh, risque things on the internet the uh it seems to me that he might be cultivating a fetish, and while I have no problems with fetishes at all, this one is one where you know he it's it's something that when he comes when he comes of age and becomes an adult, he may not be able to indulge this, so not may he won't be able to indulge this. Specifically it's something called shrunken women, which is to me it just seems like a, like a Gulliver's travels but with little chicks. Now, my parents aren't exactly uh very good at the whole sex talk thing, so my mother immediately delegated the task to me. How would I go about breaking this to him i don't want to uh, i don't want to come across as a real ball buster or anything, but <laughs> it's a, you know it's kind of tricky with this.
2: so your brother. Yeah. web history, were there hundreds of shrunken women websites, or just one? No, there was there was only a couple. Okay, leave him the fuck alone. You know, Voltaire said about buttfuckery, once a philosopher, <laughs> twice a sodomite. You know, <laughs> there have been plenty of websites I've gone and taken a peek at just out of morbid curiosity. You don't know for a fact that he, he doesn't have a Barbie collection that's growing, does he? You don't know well, the tiny ladies, just because he looked at one tiny lady website.
8: Well, that's... I mean, the thing is, he also, uh... Well, I'm gonna put... It's like... He set one of the pictures up as his desktop. Or,
2: like, as a as a theme. So, I was just Maybe like... Well, it's perverse and hilarious. It doesn't sound like he's operating with a lot of shame if he's putting making, using it as his desktop
8: image. Well, it's... It, it, yeah, it Like, I didn't even notice it was... I didn't even think it was anything all that bad when I first saw it because it just looked like, you know, like a little bit of art. But then when I clicked on one of his, uh... Bookmarks, because he had saved it under you know as one of his tabs. That's How when I he? saw. How old is he? 13. He just turned thirteen.
2: He has a right to privacy, even at thirteen. And I think you guys should leave him the fuck alone.
8: Well, that's that's kind of why I didn't uh, inform you know. I didn't. I didn't you really. You ran
2: and told sure. your mother.
8: Because, well, it is the family computer, and
2: I, and I, and I, and I it did really violated the family computer, so you had to rat him out to mom. You couldn't just delete his web history and leave him alone. Because, you know so, you jumping down his throat about little, little ladies, if he's into shrunken tiny women, isn't going to make it not turn, make his dick hard. It's not like, oh, well, my brother thinks I shouldn't be getting hard about tiny ladies, so I'm going to knock that off. I'm not going to do anything but mortify him and humiliate him, drive a wedge into your relationship, encourage him to view everyone in the family as an enemy and a spy. He didn't hurt anybody. He's not looking at pictures of kids. He's not torturing animals. Leave him alone.
8: Okay. And uh, I guess my other uh, concern was... You know, I, I, my biggest one actually. Uh, what uh, the whole thing about it being a fetish that he may never you know if it's something that he gets into.
2: I know, but that's just that's just too bad for him. If he's into it already, he's going to be into it the rest of his life. There's nothing. There's no intervention now that's going to do anything but encourage him, perhaps, to be a bit cagey or about deleting his web histories, lest his brother jump down his throat and run to mom. <laughs> And uh, and I guess Are there websites me- you've looked at that you want to tell your mom about right now? Can I call your mom and read her a list of the skankiest fucking porn <laughs> you have ever looked at on the internet, and then we can have an intervention for you too? Well, let's let's not give her a heart attack either. <laughs> I
8: doubt it very much. Well, I mean,
2: you've looked at shit and gone, whoa, mom,
8: knew. yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's 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 true. I mean, I, I guess my my big PC concern, I, I, maybe I've just been reading reading too much into it, is, does you know the fact that they're like shrunken women, does that have anything at all to do with, uh, you know, maybe the with the way he views women in general, or am I just overanalyzing this?
2: Perhaps, but there's a lot of stuff that plays out in people's erotic imaginations that's about power and control and fear but that doesn't necessarily tell you anything about the way they're going to relate interpersonally with the people that they date or fall in love with. There are a lot of people who are into sort of exaggerated domination and control and power scenes sexually who are respectful, non-misogynistic, egalitarian delights as lovers. And there are plenty of people who just want to have missionary position Sex within the bounds of matrimony with a woman they've beaten to a pulp. There's not a correlation between an interest in power play erotics and an interest in controlling someone unfairly in a relationship.
8: Huh. Oh, well, that, that, you know what? that seems uh, that seems like a, a very sober, reason, uh, sober reasoned analysis, and I'll take your word
2: for it over anybody else's. So. That's why they pay me the big bucks for the sober reasoned analysis <laughs> you get right here on the Savage Love count. Thanks very much. Leave him alone.
9: Hi, my name is Jennifer. I'm calling about episode 137, podcast 137, um, the woman who had a boyfriend who was worried about his penis size. And I have to say that I have um, had a very good relationship with a man who had a small penis. Now, his he was a micro. He had probably about a three and a half inch penis. And was completely delightful, and just like you said, was all out about, like, doing everything he could to make sure that I got pleasure inside and out. And um, one of the upshots, um, so to speak, of that is that um, oral sex is really easy, and there's not that gagging. Okay, hi, that's my three-year-old, so no gagging. Yay! All right, I'll talk to you.
2: Later. I'm glad you left your phone number so that I could call Child Protective Services on your ass. How dare you talk? No, I'm just kidding. Um, That was the most – that's the most charming call we've ever gotten here at the Savage Lovecast. Mama, mama, stop talking to that creepy fag about daddy's tiny penis and how uh, that works so well with oral sex and clearly didn't make daddy infernal. Mama, mama, come pay attention to me. Thanks very much for your – your input and your feedback, and we're going to leave it there. 206-201-2720 is the number here at the podcast. You download us every week at www.thestranger.com slash savage, and I blog every day at slog.thestranger.com. Once again, that number, please leave a callback number and your name in case we need to ask you a follow-up question. 206-201-2720. And me and the tech savvy at risk youth, we'll be back at you next week with another installment of the Savage Lovecast. Thanks for listening.